Hey, this is Laura and you're listening to Expand. Welcome back, love. Let's get into it. Our capacity to hold a space for our clients to feel safe in, to transform inside of, to access their innate capacity to heal, to shift perspectives, to open themselves to a new way of engaging with the world, with their emotions, with their energy, with others, is dependent upon, first and foremost, our ability to hold that same space in ourselves. So I talk a lot about the importance of moving through our own inner journey to open the aperture to this space within ourselves. I talk a lot about how it's important for us to understand the unconscious mind at play when we are in a coaching dynamic and how sometimes we can be triggered by our clients or be sucked into a situation where we feel responsible for someone else's emotions, someone else's circumstance, and and we absorb that responsibility as our own emotional burden and can oftentimes burn out because of that or lose ourselves inside of that. And I want to explain a little bit more about what's really happening on this level, because I think in order for us to really buy into this truth that the space, the capacity we have within ourselves to hold safe space for our own emotional regulation is the prerequisite to being able to do the same for someone else is something that sounds really good, but feels elusive when we don't know what that means or we haven't taken the steps to become that safe space for ourselves to understand our emotions to widen our capacity for intense energy to flow through us without dysregulating without becoming reactive overwhelmed anxious stressed or grippy onto external circumstance looking a certain way in order for us to come back to a place of safety calm or presence so there's this idea of regulation inside of our bodies that is really the foundation of becoming that safe space for yourself first and then to be able to translate that energy to your clients okay so when we think about regulation what i'm really talking about is our ability to remain present in a situation that perhaps creates an activation in our energy an activation in our emotional state without losing ourselves inside of that to be able to respond intentionally and consciously to external stimuli without dysregulating or becoming entwined with the stories with the the meanings that your mind wants to create around what's happening to pull you back into a place of safety where you're armored up and it's not your fault and all of these things are going wrong and it's out of your control kind of a thing where the ego wants to point the finger and blame outside of you instead of looking inwards at how we're actually processing that information and working with it so in order for us to be able to do that it takes a lot of it takes a lot of time and willingness to really understand where our activation surges come into play what is it that activates us in what circumstances do we feel activated in our personal life and in our professional life i think that there are so many different contexts 
inside of our lives that it's hard for us to nail down just one specific um, trigger that we want to hone in on and fix. And really, it's not that we can fix the trigger anyways, it's that we have to change our relationship to it. So I invite you as a first step to really take a scan of your personal life, your professional life as an entrepreneur, the work that you're doing as a coach and explore where do you feel rises in energy? And what does that sensation really feel like in your body? When you get activated, what does that feel like? And can we actually come to the place where we understand that activation isn't necessarily a bad thing? Activation is actually a really healthy thing. Activation is your body going, oh, there might be something here to look at. Oh, there might be something here that could be threatening. There could be something here that could be unsafe. And it's sort of like priming your senses to pay attention, to attune to your environment so that we can make an accurate assessment. Where dysregulation comes into play is when we incorrectly assess and then become reactive to what's happening, maybe overly reactive. And so we want to really start to dance with this in ourselves so that we can better understand these surges of activation and how sometimes we tip over the edge and become overly reactive in a situation where perhaps that response wasn't needed. It was maybe an old pattern coming back to play to protect you or defend you or to, to keep you safe in some capacity. So what I'm offering you here isn't necessarily an invitation to need to heal those parts of yourself right now or move through those parts of yourself right now in order to become a safe space. The awareness of what's happening on a personal level and what activation feels like in the body and how to recognize it in yourself is the key to be a, being able to hold that space for someone else to get activated and recognizing what's happening in their body without you getting triggered by it. Okay, so the practice is spending time with your own energetic states, with your own emotional states. And and attuning to the sensations that are happening in your body when things aren't going the way that you want or things are going great, right? And maybe you are unable to receive it. You're feeling blocked to receiving joy or happiness. Like what's happening there? It's really important to play with these nuances in your own life so that now when we step into session with our clients and they're having a hard time seeing what it is that you can see or shifting their perspective or sticking to the plan even on a tangible level you don't become reactive to their inability to validate you because you understand what your own activation means right you understand that in that session if that person isn't seeing things the way that you need them to see things in order for your ego to feel comfortable that you may experience an activation, you may experience that energetic surge, that emotional like whoop, and you know now that it's not a bad thing. It's not something that we have to push away or react to so that we can feel better, so we can discharge that activation. It's really just, okay, how am I going to respond to this? I'm feeling activated because my body is recognizing this situation as potentially threatening, but is it threatening? Can I remain grounded in this? Can I remain a safe space for that person to experience their energetic states, their emotional states, their sensations 
And in doing so, allow co-regulation to occur. And I think this is the really beautiful gift that we don't often talk about as coaches that many of us naturally do, but have no words for and therefore don't attach value to. When you are a regulated being, when you are a regulated human, when you are attuned to your energetic surges, your, your emotional activation, your, the space that you hold within yourself, and you enter into a relationship with a client where they are not yet at that place, they will attune to your energy naturally without trying, without being aware of it. This is an unconscious shift that happens in all humans. And so when we talk about holding space for someone, this is really the crux of what holding space means. It means being a grounded energy for someone in a reactive, dysregulated state to regulate themselves too. And from that regulation, from their ability to match, if you want to put it plainly, to match your energy, to come down from feeling activated and match your grounded place, now they are able to enter into a space themselves internally where healing can begin to occur, where new perspectives can come in, where they're not feeling so reactive to their life and they are more open to the possibilities of what it is that they're being shown or guided through or the lessons that they need to learn in order to evolve, in order to move on in their life and and really become that next version of themselves. So the gift in learning about your own emotion, your own sensation, what it is in your world that activates you, um, normalizing that activation in your mind and recognizing where your tipping points are, where is your capacity, where is that threshold where you are no longer able to be present with what's happening internally and you kind of lose yourself up in your mind and your mind starts to spin a story, it, it grabs it and it, it um, spins out of control a little bit and you end up becoming reactive, triggered, if you want to put it like that. Um, but the work there is so that you can become not just a safe space where you understand the energetic ebbs and flows of someone else, the emotional activation in someone else where you can see it happening and you can choose to separate your energy from theirs and remain in a grounded place so that they have the opportunity to co-regulate to you, to match your energetic state and very naturally open to what's possible for them, okay? So I think we don't place enough value in what that actually is doing for someone. Just think about the person in your life that you feel safest with. When you're having a hard time, who do you call? Who do you go to? Who do you wanna be in the presence of? And why is that? Is it because they always know the right answer? Is it because they always fix your problems? Or is it because there's something intangible about them that calms you down, that makes you feel a bit more grounded, a bit more peaceful, a bit more present with yourself. I know for me, there's a handful of people where if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling overly activated, I'm feeling like I'm tipping over my threshold of being able to be present in my body with what's happening in my body, I can go to them. And it's not that they 
say the perfect thing or have the perfect solution for me. It's just being in their energetic field allows me to regulate myself to their grounding energy and feel more at peace within. Right? Very rarely do we actually, in a moment of activation, desire an answer. Right? I think the thing we most desire is peace, is calmness, is a return to equilibrium. And if we can be that for our clients without having to do or say anything, but just allow our energy to be that guiding force for them, there's immense value in that. We can't deny that that is an art. The ability for us to know ourselves so intimately that we can be a grounding force for someone in chaos is an art. It is a gift. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing that is rare. It's very rare. And it's something that will not only serve your clients, of course, but will also serve you in every facet of your life and every facet of your business. So this is an invitation to start creating intentional space to befriend these parts of you, to get curious about them, to start tapping into what is happening sensationally in my body a few times a day. And how am I mentally labeling this? What word am I attaching to what my experience is? Or am I just completely numb to it? Am I just existing in my life without paying attention to what's actually going on sensationally? Right? When we talk about increasing our capacity for feeling sensations and emotions in our physical body and in our emotional body, that is the basis of increasing our capacity to have a more full human experience. And I think at the core of all of the work that we're doing, that is really the outcome we're all searching for. We want to feel more alive. We want to feel more in our life. We want to feel more complete as a human. I don't, I don't think it matters what niche you work in or what problems you so help solve for people. I really believe that collectively across the board, everyone is just searching for more human aliveness. We are searching for a more complete human experience. And it just so happens that some people are using food to numb, some people are using um, consumerism to numb, some people are using sex to numb, some people are shut down because of certain things that have happened to them in their life, and they're just searching to feel more like themselves, more at peace, more free. That's really what these words mean is I want to feel more like me, and I want to feel safe in that expression. And so if you feel like there has to be something tangible that you're selling someone on the other end in order for people to want what you're offering. Let this be a massive wake up call for you that what it is they think they want from you isn't even what they're really chasing. And you sitting in this seat knowing that when they say, I wanna stop binging on the weekends, what they're really saying is I wanna feel more in my body on the weekends or I wanna feel more free in my mind, I want more space to really experience my life. 
Now we have a bridge that we can start to build for them. And that bridge is built from felt sense. It's built from understanding what's happening in our body and befriending it and holding space for it and not reacting to it in the habitual way that they've been for years and years and years. And again, coming back to your experience of that, it starts with you. I think so many of us step into the coaching space because we desire to hold someone through a journey that we held ourselves through at some point in our life. And we want to take what we learned for ourselves, what we moved through for ourselves, what we got through for ourselves and bring that into the world so that we can help others. I'm yet to meet a coach where that didn't feel true for them. And while that's beautiful, that doesn't mean that you are a fully healed human. It doesn't mean that you have figured it all out just because you created an external result. I think your next step is to shine a light into the dark corners that you haven't been looking into because even though externally it looks like you have it all together, internally there may still be dysregulation. There may still be activation happening that you are creeping up to your threshold inside of and tipping over from time to time and feeling shame around. And I think for coaches, that can be one of the most detrimental things that are happening in the shadows because that's a part of us that we sort of reject, we hide away. We don't want the world to see because it's not sexy to say, oh, hey, I'm going to help you achieve this thing that I achieved. And then in the background to be struggling with that same very thing. I think it's much more vulnerable to say, you know, I created this external result and I am still on this internal journey of understanding myself and what these sensations mean when I feel them and what activates them and how I want to be with myself differently when that activation happens, how I want to increase my capacity to feel more intensity and how that directly translates into a more whole human experience. And then allowing others to also walk that journey with you instead of pretending to have it all figured out and offering them this external thing that they may give you their credit card for, but isn't actually transforming their life. This is a journey that is going to be forever unfolding for you because you are an ever-evolving being. And as you learn more about you, the more there is to learn about you, the more layers you're going to discover. And I think that's the most beautiful thing because as you evolve, the work that you get to do in this world also evolves. I think so often the curse of this industry is believing that you have to like figure out your offer and perfect it. And then that's just going to be who you are. That's going to be what you sell and it's going to make you money and you're just going to work with people in the same way forever. It's kind of the illusion, right? Figure out your niche, figure out your offer, figure out your funnels, figure out your launch strategy, and then just do that over and over and over again. But we're forgetting that we are evolving throughout that entire process. And I think when we allow ourselves to go deeper than just the external the things we're selling, the promises we're making, the external physical changes that people want. And we really anchor in what it is we do to something deeper than all of that. 
now we're creating a special space where we actually get to evolve inside of our human experience and from that place the work we do also gets to evolve because we're no longer promising just this one external thing that requires us to stay exactly the same and therefore denying our natural evolution it actually frees us to become that next version of ourselves and then therefore lead people in that path as well so there's so much to be said for spending this time with yourself and understanding what sensations really mean in your body i would encourage you to begin this journey by maybe setting some alarms on your phone for quick little check-ins over the next week or so to see how aware are we of our felt sensations? How aware are we of what emotional states we're in? It can be really telling. I know when I first started doing this, I had a really hard time identifying sensation. I realized that most of my body, I didn't, wasn't really aware what sensations were happening. It was like mostly in my solar plexus where sensation lived. And it was either like really intense good or really intense bad. <laughs> it was either like really tight and locked down and I couldn't really breathe and it felt like my breath was getting stuck or it was totally open and very easeful, very spacious, almost like there was a light coming from that space. And since then I started playing with trying to identify sensation in different parts of my body and really without judgment, paying attention to where am I unable to access sensation? And what does that tell me about myself? Am I shut down in that one area? Am I, am I avoidant of feeling that one area of my body? Is there, is there knowledge there? Is there innate wisdom there that I've been denying myself because I've just not looked? I've avoided it. I didn't think it was important. And allowing myself to really wake up to what sensation means to me and creating dialogue around that with myself, expanding my vocabulary around what's really happening sensationally. And then from there, what is the emotion I'm feeling that is linking to that sensation? Emotion and sensation are different, right? Sensation is like what's happening in your physical body. So there's like tingling in your hands or hunger in your belly, or it feel, your face feels hot right like that sensation and then emotion is i feel agitated or i am aware of feeling frustrated or anxious right if my face is hot i'm probably feeling misunderstood is what i've come to learn if i get hot i'm getting defensive because i feel like i'm not being understood properly by the person i'm speaking with right and then when we create those connections those sensations now become little smoke alarms for us. It's like, oh, my face is hot. That doesn't mean I have to react to this. It just means that my body's communicating with me that it's perceiving something to be unsafe. It's perceiving something to be threatening. What's happening right now? Now I can remain present with it instead of reactive to it. And I think that's the big shift that we can start to play within ourselves. So um, I invite you to play with this and start creating your own vocabulary around your sensations and your emotions. Um, I think that it can be really helpful too as you increase your vocabulary for what's happening in your own body. Now we can actually guide our clients when they're in a situation where they're like, I don't know what I'm feeling. 
I don't know what sensation is. I don't know what emotion I'm feeling because remember, like this stuff is hard. People don't have the words for what they're feeling oftentimes. And that can be the barrier to being present with what they're feeling and choosing instead to just react and numb out to it. Right. If we spent our whole life running from difficult, intense emotions and sensations, and then we're asking someone to stay with it and verbalize what's happening and they don't have the words that can be quite triggering. So having, having some words that you can use from your own experience to offer them, to guide them through that process. And I think it's really important too to invite them into that process. Would it be okay if we explored this? Would you feel safe if I asked you questions about what's happening in your body right now? And allowing yourself the space to not be perfect with this to recognize again your gift is in not is not in finding the solution for them is not in having the perfect conversation about it is not giving them the perfect word to describe exactly what they're feeling your gift is your regulated energy and the space you're creating for them to co-regulate to you to better understand what it is they're experiencing okay your gift is your energy, your energetic field, the energetic resonance that someone will feel with you. And from that place, allowing them to have agency over their healing, to have agency over their perspectives, to have agency over the path they choose to take, not you giving them the path or giving them the answer, but you holding that space for them to come to that on their own. Give it a try. Enjoy the journey. It will be a lifetime of playing with this, practicing it, and getting to know layer by layer yourself deeper, deeper, deeper. And I think that can be such a beautiful dance if you're willing to embrace it. If you have any questions for me about this, if this feels difficult to digest, if this feels activating in, in any way for you, I invite you to reach out to me directly so I can hold you through this. I know that this can be difficult work. I know that this can be um, uncomfortable work. And I want you to know that you are supported in this. Okay. Remember that each month we have sessions now for our Expand podcast community to come together and be coached by me directly one-to-one in hot seat style format. So if you desire to be seen and held by me in that way as well, please click the link in the show notes to be added to that list so that you are notified of those events as they come up. And I can't wait to see you there and hold you there. Have a beautiful day. We'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot that you took the time to be here and share a piece of your day with me. As always, if there's anything I can do to support you further or if any questions came up for you as you were listening, or if you simply just have a topic in mind that you'd really love to hear me speak into on the show, just look for a link in the show notes called Connect with Laura. That way you can let me know where you're at or what's coming up for you. These messages come direct to my inbox, by the way. So I always personally reply to every response that I get. Okay, I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.